This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Gusto, online payroll and benefits service built for modern small businesses. And keep listening, I'm going to tell you how to get three months free. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz. My guest today is John Hall. He is the former founder of Grade.us, an online review tool, and current founder and CEO of a company called Switchbird, which connects uh, your business phone and website to engage voice callers and website visitors via text. So we're going to talk a little bit about the idea of marketing and using text messaging. But first, welcome to the show, John. Thanks, John. Good to be here. So let's let's do talk about. It. I have a lot of entrepreneurs on here, and I mean, you know, a lot of people who start businesses. It's their dream to build something up uh, and sell it. Uh, you know, it seems like there's kind of three schools of thought. I want to build something real fast and sell it, <laughs> make a bunch of money. It's kind of this. I want to build it to a certain place and then let somebody else, you know, take it from there. Uh, and then there's people that you know basically create a job and and they you know after their uh, too old to work anymore. The business goes away. So, so I think you. Uh, I'm going to suggest you fit in the second category. Yeah, uh, I mean, Gray Dot Us was a, a labor of love that I think you built to a certain point. Uh, but I'll let you tell me kind of uh, what your journey was to to actually selling it and uh, what you know what what decision process you went through and and just kind of maybe give us the whole background. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, I, I think I did end up in that in that second category, uh, not necessarily uh, by design. Um, Greatest was actually the second company I sold. So uh, the, the first one was called healthkick.com. And it was, a, you know, a, a SaaS that was providing turnkey websites for uh, wellness practices and medical practices. And, um, you know, never really uh, got that one uh, off the ground and, you know, sort of sold out and kind of a, an aqua hire deal. And then yeah, you know, later, later started Grade Us, which was really more of a, a growth company, right? Because we happened to catch a tiger by its tail with the reviews and reputation thing. Um, and, uh, you know, from a, a, a bootstrapped start with no funding or anything like that, we're able to, you know, grow into a, a pretty serious player uh, in, in the space over, over the course of, I guess that was starting in 2013. Uh, up, you know, we were acquired in, in 2018. Um, so, you know, in that big picture, I, I kind of look like, you know, like a serial entrepreneur. Um, but that is, uh, you know, not necessarily something, um, something I aspired to be. And in, in fact, you know, when we talk about what I'm doing now, like I, I view it really in that third category as like a, a lifestyle business, right? And that's, that's a term that's used as like, a pejorative term in uh, Silicon Valley, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think I'm I'm uh, I'm gray enough now that that I I want to just uh, you know kind of work with customers I like, do work that I like, and and do that every day, and not necessarily uh, build a growth company. But you know, with with Great Us, we we just we got to a point um, where I just you know I, I thought we'd be better served by um, by you know taking on private equity investors. Uh, and and really, you know, I, I thought both our employees and our customers would be would be better served by that outcome, and I think they were. Did you feel, especially in a growth company, when people call it a growth company, I mean, the implication is you grew pretty fast. Did you feel like was there a moment when you said to yourself, I'm "Kind of over my head here"? <laughs> yes, yeah, there were many many moments actually. <laughs> um, 
but but yeah, I mean, you know, I am at heart a uh, a software developer, right? Like I like I like tinkering. I, I think um, you know, I, I think it's, it's a, a quality I share with you. Actually, I'm a, I'm an introvert. I, I like yeah. you know, kind of uh, hunkering down and, and building things. Um, and and yeah, so you know when, yeah, when you it found came, you had all these employees and customers and people <laughs> that wanted stuff, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> so 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 yeah. I mean, de- definitely, uh, you know, felt over my head. And and then, um, you know, with all the competition in the space, right? The, the competition yeah. <laughs> was very well funded. We were going right. up against you, you know uh, entities that had raised you know double digit millions of dollars uh, in venture capital to go after the same market that we were we were going after. And so you know I, I didn't want us to kind of die off in obscurity. <laughs> so. so so what did the courting process look like? Did you go out and start having conversations? Did people start knocking on your door because they wanted to kind of roll up you know all of the competition into one one service? Um, in in our case, um, people were knocking at our door, and the and the uh, the outfit that that ultimately acquired us, uh, Alpine Investors uh, or a subgroup called Alpine Software Group, um, you know, really didn't didn't have a, a plan for you know kind of going into the industry of marketing technology, um, but they they uh, they found us, I think, through. Like a third-party broker, a guy just reached out, was interested oh, right. in the space, um, and you know, at at the time, it, you know, we just started talking just to see what the process would would look like. You know, we had, we had had some some other inbound interest that was a little more you know more aggressive. These guys were just like you know nice people so, mm. <laughs> uh, who who had kind of this you know interest in 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 the space, but you know, so, sort of at an arm's length. Um, and so, yeah, was, you know, started talking, started kind of educating them about about the space and about our our business model, and and um, you know that the 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 deal process went um, you know went very kind of smoothly because we all kind of saw a a, a common uh, a common goal, which was you know to uh, keep the company as is, but but grow it, invest in it, invest in the technology, invest in the team. Uh, and and what ended up happening is, uh, you know, we became essentially a what they would call a platform uh, company for mm-hmm. um, for going into marketing technology. And so from there, after the Great Us acquisition, you know, we acquired three direct competitors: uh, uh, Reputology, Reputation Loop, and Gather Up, uh, right. and then some other complementary uh, marketing uh, technology um, products and companies, and, and kind of rolled them together into what I think is a really formidable, uh, you know, marketing technology suite. And it's really, it's focused on, you know, agencies and consultants, right? So right. that was, that was the marketplace that we found, uh, or that was the market that we found. Uh, and that's, that's kind of the, the market that the company continues to, to cater to today. Was, uh, was there a plan necessarily for you to, you know, leave essentially, uh, <laughs> or was that something that, that, you know, after things went on for a while, you kind of said, "Hey, it's time." Um, no, there were there was a there was a plan for me to to phase out. Um, uh, I think um, you know, uh, it, it is, I guess, in 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 my DNA and in a lot of founders' DNA to want to you know get back into the fray and and you know right. start start from the you know from the ground up again. I mean, uh, certainly that's. Uh, um, I'm, you know, 
living right now the reality of that, which is that it it, it sounds great, but I, you know, there's a great great uh, quote from Sean Parker, one of the founding investors in, in Facebook, that starting a company is like chewing glass. Eventually, you start to like the taste of your own blood, <laughs> and, and it's a little overwrought. But uh, I think it's kind of it, you know it, it captures some of the the, the sort of flavor for that lack of a better word of of yeah. you know of, of starting over so is that justin timberlake i can see him saying that uh, <laughs> yes exactly isn't that who played him in the movie it is um so what you know you a lot of a lot of people you know ask this question it's like okay looking back over your career you know what would you have done differently now that you know you know so now you're starting another business <laughs> um you know what are, is there anything that you you're saying to yourself i'm going to do this differently <laughs> I would not start a new business, but here I here I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that horse is out of the barn. That's, that's yeah. Advice. yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I mean, I'm still learning, right? Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm always, uh, you know, for better or worse, learning, learning the hard way. And so, you, you know, one of the things uh, that I've I've learned already, kind of diving diving back into the fray, is you know, I, I had a pretty clear vision. Uh, of you know what I wanted to do, right? Like from a from sort of a, a from a, a lifestyle perspective, like oh, you know, like I said, I want to be you know working with with great uh, customers, and so I'm gonna gonna go. I know I liked working with agencies, marketers, and consultants because it just feels like you know they're the smartest customers to have for a SaaS product. They know business, they know tech. Perfect. I'm gonna go after that. You know, work yeah. with those guys again. Um, you know, worked on a few different product ideas, you know, just working with, you know, we're just software developers. We're not like, you know, um, real, like, you know, cutthroat uh, business people. Um, and, uh, and, and all of that is, is kind of, you know, uh, firing on, on, you know, good cylinders for me, but, um, you know, what I'm, I'm learning of course, is that, um, you know, a lot of things change in seven years, right? The the the, uh, the marketplace is very crowded um, yeah, yeah. now for for SaaS companies, and you know, you you, you look at um, uh, like the, uh, the the Martech infographic with all of those yeah. those logos on it. It's just yeah. you know, it's just a sea of of activity. Um, so so you know, I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm learning again how to kind of uh, bootstrap and and figure out how to you know find our our audience within all that. So essentially, Switchbird um, is in the text messaging, text text marketing you know, space, um, which is you know it, itself has become a crowded space. Absolutely, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, what are you trying to do? I mean, kind of what's what's the um, what's the Switchbird like thing that makes them different? I mean, what are you trying to do that that to bring something new uh, that that's going to get people's attention? Sure, sure, yeah. So you know, text is a crowded space. It's um, it's you know, text messaging itself has been around for for decades, and I I think sort of the the first model was to look at text messaging and treat it as another marketing channel, right? So you, you get yeah, all it was, like e- it was like email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. email with one hundred percent open rates, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> email where you know ninety percent of messages are uh, read within three minutes of receipt, right? There are all these you know eye popping mm-hmm. stats that uh, a marketer looks at and says, 
yeah, that's a great channel. We gotta, we yeah. gotta be in that. And so a lot of like the first generation of, 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 uh, text messaging solutions for business were really around, you know, like bulk messaging. Right. And that yeah. I think burned a lot of people because sure. they didn't realize that, you know, you cannot treat this channel the way you treat email, the way you treat social, because, you know, you actually do have hundred percent open rates. And when, you know, you, you're sending, you know, like, less than, you know, valuable or less than personalized or just, you know, slightly irrelevant messages out to your audience, you're, you're quickly eroding the, the quote unquote power of text and, and alienating that. So, well, yeah. Um, and, I, and I mean, I get, I get, I get texts now from those kinds of services and, and, you know, the, <clears throat> the, the phone services now I'm on AT&T, you know, a lot of times it will say, you know, this is spam. You know, right. I mean, it actually tells you it's, <laughs> right. it's it's spam. So it's pretty crazy. Right, right. So that you know that that quickly makes you know the channel lose its luster for for sure. uh, for a marketer. Um, so so we're taking sort of more of a, a holistic view. So like we we don't even talk about Switchbird as a text marketing right. platform, right? We talk about it as business texting, and you know, being able to to remarket to a list of contacts is is important, and it's kind of one of the things that that um, it, you know is is a value proposition of of the channel. But you know, where we're really innovating right now, and and with our sort of initial product offering. So remember, we just kind of brought this to market in the last couple of months. Um, it is really around uh, lead capture and lead nurture, right? Like, so using uh, the channel um, a, a little, uh, you know, outside the purview of what the marketer might do per se, which is, you know, generate leads yeah. and, you know, use, <clears throat> uh, use the channel really as, you know, I sometimes call it a, a funnel with benefits, right? <laughs> so it's, um, it, it's a, a, uh, it's a great channel for sort of uh, capturing leads. And that means like, so one of the things we do that, that you know, no one else does is, you know, integrate with your business phone, whether it's, mm -hmm. um, you know, just your, your regular voice phone or whether you use one of these call tracking providers, you know, we tap into that and um, engage customers with a text message. So the first time callers will hear, um, you know, did you know you can also text with us at this number and we'll ping them with a text to opt them in if they want to text with us, right? And that's a powerful way of kind of engaging uh, customers who may call and have a missed call or uh, you know, otherwise abandon the call or call after hours. Um, you know, same for uh, on the website integration, right? So a lot of in the last few years, like everybody's integrating web chat and yeah. there's demand for it, right? But one of the things that... Um, uh, web, chat, web chat really fails at is providing you, the business, a, you know, direct line of communication back to that customer once they bolt from your website, right? Like, so if, if you fail to capture good contact information, you know, from the first, you know, few interactions in that chat, you have no recourse to reach back out to that, to that customer or that you know, potential customer and, and convert them. So a lot of small business owners, like a lot of these new technologies, it's like, oh, you know, that's there's services out there. I see some uses for it, say like the HVAC company, you know, scheduling appointments or something. I mean, there there are some use cases that make sense. Then you get people like Google and Facebook, you know, getting into the the messaging game. And all of a sudden, you know, now it become in a lot of ways it becomes mainstream. Um, is that um, is that a good thing or a bad thing? The fact that there are all these kind of free and, and 
ubiquitous kind of uh, messaging channels now? Sure, sure. Well, it's it's a double-edged sword, certainly. Right. You know, so um, in fact, you know, some of the urgency for us to get in the market with this and to focus on text messaging was really prompted by um, the increasing competition between uh, Facebook and Google in this space, and and you know, Google's rollout of of Google Messaging this year. And that, mm-hmm. what you know, I think what we can all relate to is. Uh, investing in some of these, um, you know, products that are offered to us for free by, you know, big tech monoliths, uh, like in social media, right? We invest years and, and, and effort and sweat and money into building an audience on some of these channels. And then one day they change, right? They change the algorithm. And now sure. your posts, you know, on Facebook are reaching a fraction of your audience. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows what the end game is for Facebook Messenger or Google Messaging, I don't want to gamble. <laughs> I would rather, uh, you know, help businesses own uh, their customer relationships. And that's what I really love about, about text messaging is like there's, there's three channels left that we own, right? We can own direct mail if we have our customer mailing addresses. And there's probably, you know, it's a little antiquated, but there's probably some area for, for innovation there. Uh, we can own our relationships via email, right? And that's going to be a, a bedrock of, of um, uh, you know, every marketing program going forward. But uh, text is really sort of the, t- the channel du jour in terms of, yeah. you know, it, it is what, um, you know, what we use to communicate our, you know, personally with our friends and family. Um, it is a channel that, you know, consumers increasingly prefer to use to get things done in their own, you know, business transactions. And so um, we, we really think that the opportunity here is, is, is an existential opportunity for, for small businesses to kind of own their customer relationships by driving them into text conversations as opposed to, you know, Facebook Messenger or Google Messaging. I will give you a hundred dollars if you put existential um, opportunity um, somewhere on your website. That is awesome. That's an easy. That's an easy hundred dollars because we're, <laughs> we're we're all about that mission. I mean, that's uh, you know, honestly, that's like what gets gets us gets me going. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's really that that sense of of mission. And now let's hear from this week's sponsor. Look. Paydays are great, but running payroll, calculating taxes, deductions, compliance, that's not easy. Unless, of course, you have Gusto. Gusto is simple online payroll and benefits built just for small businesses. Gusto automatically files your payroll taxes and directly deposits your team's pay. Plus, you can offer all kinds of other benefits, 401ks, health insurance, workers' comp, and more. And because you're a listener to this show... You're going to get three months free once you run your first payroll. So go to gusto slash tape. That's gusto slash T-A-P-E and tell them John sent you. So can you give me a couple, um, you know, I'm sure that people can, certain businesses think, well, yeah, this is a no brainer. We have to have this. But can you give me a couple of use cases that you think are uh, maybe maybe fit into that, you know, that that are like, well, clearly these people can benefit. But then uh, maybe a a use case uh, that you might not think of um, uh, that that would that could, you know, benefit from using this service. 
Sure, sure. Well, you know, certainly now in in sort of the the pandemic era, right. um, you know, there's there's every reason to consider this kind of service for uh, enabling um, uh, contactless commerce for local right. local businesses, right? Like, so you know, we have features to request and collect payments via text for you know uh, used by like local local retailers or even local uh, service companies, right? right? They need, they need to be able to transact business. They need to be able to coordinate curbside pickups. Um, But, um, and they can do that by phone, taking a credit card over the phone and putting it through the POS system and whatnot. But, you know, having that, that kind of real easy, um, you know, text thread that's in a dashboard that anyone on your team can use, you know, send off a request for, uh, you know, the whatever, you know, $100 payment. In fact, I'll send you one for, for the $100 you're going to owe me when I put <laughs> existential opportunity on my website. Um, uh, so, so you know, around the, the contactless commerce, like you can do all, all of that without having to, you know, build right. out an e-store for your service. And that's, that's kind of a, a, a kind of no-brainer uh, use case we're seeing, seeing today. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, so, something that, you know, someone may not think about right away when they, you know, think about text messaging services, how you can uh, use uh, tools like, like what we provide to uh, systematize and, and make your uh, sales process uh, more effective and more repeatable, right? So if you have a, you know, a high converting asset. So we work with an, an agency that, that uh, has a home remodeler client. Right. And right. they did a, a you know, really spectacular, like three minute profile video that, you know, shows the contractor, he's friendly and personable, shows the job site, all the workers are there. That's like clean job site, shows a portfolio of some of their you know, projects, right? Um, that's a, an asset that converts. Uh, and sure, they can put it on their their website and drive people to it, uh, or they can, you know, uh, take that, um, you know, that that uh, person who called uh, yesterday and, and and no one picked up the conversation. They they call them back and they can, you know, explain how to go see this video, or they can talk them through it. Um, but it's a lot easier to to shoot them the text, and we're all comfortable, you know watching those kinds of videos and, and things on our, on our phones. And so, you, you know, you, you kind of remove all of the, the, um, the, the obfuscation around your, your highest converting sales materials and, and are able to put them, you know, front and center uh, in the sales process. Would you say that as is generally the case with any new technology, that there's a generational aspect to this. So in other words, you're a remodeling contractor. He's probably got some 50, 60 year old customers and he's probably got some 30 year old customers. Uh, would those in your, in, in your experience, um, is that, a, is that a case where you would say, well, you know, you've got to cater to what those folks want and that's, they want the frictionless um, right. you know, communication. Um, and so you've got to have both. I mean, in, in a way, is it, is it, you know, is that one way to kind of view this? I, I think so. I mean, there's there's certainly generational uh, dynamics. Uh, so, like, if you look at some of the the you know research around consumer preferences for using right. different channels, you know, certainly younger consumers uh, skew more towards preferring you know, text over using the phone, and and you know, vice versa with with uh, with older consumers. Um, but I mean, I think there's sort of uh, um, pretty wide 
cross-generational adoption of text messaging now at this point. I mean, I, you know, my, my family, like we, like we text, right. <laughs> we were, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all generations of the family are, are, you know, on these text threads and, and whatnot. And, and when, you know, when you can deliver via text, something that is, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, more has better explanatory power than a phone call, right. Then yeah. it benefits everyone, both, you know, on the, the consumer end and on the business end to use that. Um, and so that's, that's where it's, it's, I think, you know, yes, I mean, there will, you know, other channels will live alongside text that you can't do everything by text, yeah. but I think, you know, kind of increasingly, uh, there's a, a sense of utility around it. Um, you know, both for, for situations like that, um, uh, like the, like I mentioned with the you know, sales materials and that kind of thing, but also just for, um, you know, sort of integrating with people's, uh, uh, you know, style of life, right? Like people don't necessarily want to have to get on the phone to get everything done. They want, you yeah. know, sh- yeah, I can't tell you how many times I, I call someone to leave a voicemail and their, their voicemail greeting is, you know, I'm not going to listen to your voicemail. So yeah. send me a text. <laughs> <laughs> Mine might actually say something like that. So. <laughs> um, but the, you know, what's interesting is I listen to you talk to talk about that. Um, I think you could actually, and, and I'm speaking as an agency uh, owner now, I think you could actually look at a client's um, <clears throat> web traffic. And uh, I'm just kind of guessing here, but you know, if, they, if they're skewing in the 70% range, like I'm seeing some companies of traffic coming on mobile devices, uh, then this technology probably makes a lot of sense because um, that's uh, when people are on those mobile devices, they want to make a lot of quick decisions about how to get more information without uh, surfing around necessarily. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. you know, where we're kind of making the handoff from the, the mobile website to a text conversation, as opposed to trying to, you know, keep someone on chat on your site and, yeah. um, you know, is, is really, uh, is really the way to go. Especially as bad as so many of those chatbots that supposedly are powered by AI <laughs> tend, tend to be, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we actually uh, we do incorporate some some AI and some of the automation features of our um, uh, you know of our solution. That we actually just balked at using AI anywhere in our marketing, just because you know it's it's becoming ubiquitous. It's almost expected. Um, yeah. And, you know, for, I think for a lot of like business owners, it's just like a hype word, like, you know, yeah. uh, let me yeah. just hand wave that away um, <laughs> because, because like you said, so much of it is just, you know, not really uh, uh, you know, necessarily working all that well. So it, it, there's a whole lot of sweatshops in other parts of the world uh, that are providing <laughs> AI, <laughs> AI responses, I suspect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, John, to tell us where people can find out more about uh, Switchbird and see if it makes sense. Sure, sure. Well, we're at switchbird.com. It's uh, spelled exactly as you would expect. No funny business. Um, and you can hit us up. We use our own uh, chat widget on the site. Or you can watch uh, the demo that I do on the site and, and get a sense. Did you have to pay a little extra to get that uh, domain name? Uh, good, good, short, punchy domain names are hard to come by now these days. Yes, yes, we, we did. And in fact, it's, it's, God, it might be the third or fourth name and in, in several iterations over the last few months, but it's, it's the one we're sticking with. So we did, we did ultimately end up, you know, 
buying that premium domain for a little chunk of change. But, uh, right. you know, I, I think it's, I think it's worth it. I think it kind of, uh, reflects a kind of, uh, you know, uh, friendly, uh, switchboard for the, uh, 2020 and beyond. Nice. Well, John, it's great catching up with you and uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to run into, uh, someday when we get back out there on the road. Absolutely. Sounds good, John. Thanks for having me on.